was into Ninja Turtles like nobody's business for so long. Yeah. Yeah, my kids were too. <clears throat> yeah, that was but did you say it right? Because my kids never said it right. What would they say? Like turtles? They say no. They said Ninja Turtles. Oh, I don't, uh, I guess your sons are about my age. I imagine I probably yeah, fucked are. it up for a while, and then I probably fixed it. I don't remember. But I'd be grabbing the vacuum hose and pretending it's a sword and shit. Yeah. Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. That's how do you enforce that? I don't know if I'm assertive enough to say. I feel like back in the day it was a thing, like hey, you'd be be there in an hour or. Well, I mean that's that's like Domino's, right? I mean. Yeah, but I feel like all pizza places did that, and then now there's DoorDash, and your food's always late. Uh, not always, but but often. I think the most frustrating thing about DoorDash is um, seeing the progress, and, and they get like they're close to you, and then they get further from you. Yeah. And then they're closer again, and then they're further again, and it's like, oh. I don't think it's DoorDash, but a couple, a couple like, of them. Don't you know I'm hungry? A couple of them will not tell you that they have multiple trips. I think DoorDash tells you. But mm. another one won't tell you if it has another trip, and so he's going the wrong way. This and then your food's cold. Multiple trips or Uber pool or whatever the fuck? It doesn't really make sense with... Uber uh, Eats? Yeah, but Uber pool, right, is when you, like, share a car with some folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Uber pool with DoorDash doesn't work. Uber pool? I don't know. Oh, maybe because of COVID. Yeah. But before that, they probably did. I mean, Uber's got their own issues, but the food part, it makes zero sense. My food's going to get cold. Unless you're literally my neighbor ordered it. Yeah. True enough. Instagram's fucked. What now? I don't know. I heard people complain, and they always do it. And I used to, too. Like complain about algorithms, but it is really bad right now. I don't know whether they promote. I don't know what they want. I don't know what they want. I, obviously, people that are, they want people to pay, but I don't know if they want like new users to grow. But there is definitely no loyalty system built in there because a bunch of people are complaining about their engagement. They just don't show your shit. I really did like chronological order. I don't. I don't. And, and, and if you follow, miss something, you follow. Just follow less people. Chronological, yeah, it just makes more sense, too. I get the little AI of reading what the hell our mind's doing what we want, but I don't know, man. Welcome to Question and Answers. You have questions. Your questions are answers, or your answers are questions. Starting off with, will you create an OnlyFans? <laughs> I only got one of those. Oh, I need one day to be sexy enough that all my questions are that. I would think that that would get, I don't know, distracting after <laughs> I, a while. I, I feel bad for, yeah. Ladies of the internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not a fun world. Uh, we can start with the real one, though. Okay. Ready for something? There's some real good ones and some, like, some real trainee, trainee ones and some life ones that we got here. Um, training and nutrition advice mm-hmm. for transitioning out of powerlifting. I want to stay strongish, but less fat. What I don't like. Is that he automatically says and like he probably doesn't mean it, but it's built into everyone's brain that you have to be fat to be strong or you have to be fat to be a power lifter. That's like the most typical stereotype of ever since ever. But and he phrased the question like that. That's actually what I was going to say too, because yeah. it's it's not 
<clears throat> we know plenty of powerlifters who are not fat. Yeah. And, and, and for some of them, fat means um, that they don't have all of the abs that they normally do. You sure, know? sure. Um, or, or someone that's naturally skinny <clears throat> now has to put on some mass or something because they're 5'10", a buck 50, and they want to gain some strength, you will just gain some. And, and what's fat? Is fat like an extra 20 pounds? Is That's it an question. extra 40 pounds? You know? Because you definitely don't need even an extra 20 to be your strongest. Yeah. You might need that extra five. <clears throat> and that's going to be person to person. And someone's going to yell at me like, Mike said you need to be five pounds fat to be strong. I'm not saying that either. But what I'm saying is some people, not all, but some will benefit from extra calorie intake and being a hair fluffier than before. Where the old adage was, get as big as you can, yeah. get in the smallest suit as you can, right. hence powerlifters are fat. Right. Um, but that's just not the case. I mean, look at, look at the top guys across the board. Um, even Bryce Lewis, who's a little heavier because he's a little bit shorter for his weight class. Mm-hmm. Dude's quads are shredded, shoulders are popping, triceps mm-hmm. are like, look like a Joe fucking... Sullivan. Joe's insanely jacked. Obviously, mm-hmm. the lighter weight class guys are jacked, mm-hmm. but... Um, the Russ Swoles and the John Hacks, like those guys are bin oh, freaks. Hack, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're super, but even, even the big boys, you know, like Milanichev, who is what, six one and probably high 300s at his best. Like he had muscle on him and yeah, he had a little bit of a gut, but that's the biggest, baddest dude around. Like he's one of the best right. powerlifters of all time. Jamal Browner, <clears throat> one of my favorite powerlifters currently. Dude is insanely jacked at 250. Um, if you manage your nutrition, I think the bigger issue too was powerlifting nutrition. What was it? Eat everything, get calories in before, get calories in after. Whereas if you have a little bit of a plan, um, you don't need to be fat by any means. Yeah. I'm looking at, um, uh, I was looking at somebody's Instagram the other day saying that they were, they had gotten, you know, very, very lean and then they're like reverse dieting back up another 10 pounds and they still look really lean. Yeah. Yeah. And and they powerlift. And so, like... Yeah, even Lane Norton. Lane. Lane's been jacked. He's been a little heavier, but he's also been fairly jacked at any body weight. And again, you can be strong more than just strongish. You can get stronger with the smallest calorie. You don't need a calorie surplus, but the smallest calorie surplus will help you still get stronger. Um, so transitioning out of it, I would... you obviously the mindset you have been in, you probably need to focus more on your nutrition and even just little things. I literally just wrote an article on this uh, for Kaizen the other day about cardio for lifting uh-huh. and it could just be warming up better and more. It's not going to affect your lifting. If you just right. go for a 10 to half an hour walk or bike ride elliptical before you lift, you're going to burn a little bit extra calories. You're going to get in better shape. You're training your heart, which yeah. is something no one talks about anymore. And you'll burn those calories. It won't affect your lifting at all. Maybe, maybe the first week. You're like, man, that kind of tired me out. But that's only if you're in the worst shape ever. After that, you're going to feel normal. And then after your training, if you train four times a week, walk another half hour. Walk another 45 minutes. Walk another hour, depending on your starting stage. Um, And then paying more attention to your protein intake, your veggie intake. You can track your calories if you want. I think most powerlifters probably never have. And it probably is something, a tool that you can use and utilize to start to learn the type of foods that you're putting in your stomach, uh, learn what a serving size looks like, learn what 2000 calories actually looks Mm. like in a day. Um, but the training part, I mean, that's up to you. I've never pushed anyone to power lift. I think the barbell is a really good tool and I like to squat bench dead. I think training heavy is probably the best 
um, not only for general health, uh, which shows a lot of muscle stuff as you're getting older, maintaining mm-hmm. muscle, um, but building muscle, being strong, being fast. Um, but if you want to go do yoga, uh, transition can be anything for you. You can go pick up basketball again. You can pick mm-hmm. up golf. It really doesn't matter. But yeah, and I know we didn't fully answer your question. We went on a rant about fat people. but <laughs> Well, I mean, some of it too is how, I mean, are you are you saying this because you're uncomfortable with the weight that you're at? And you might find that you're... Uh, that if you slowly get from whatever you're weighing now to less than what you're weighing now, you might be more comfortable. You might move better. You might want to, you know, pick up heavier stuff again. That's what I was going to wonder too, is if you, are you just quitting powerlifting because you don't like how you look? Yeah. But that has nothing to do with powerlifting. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with powerlifting Zero. at all. Yeah. That's an old wrong stereotype too. Like if we're myth busting, like powerlifters aren't going to have wider waists. Maybe if you never do any compounds, you'll have a smaller waist because your obliques do grow. But like obliques aren't growing feet. (laughs) It's not like you have 12-inch arms and then you grow 22-inch arms. Your obliques aren't doing that. Your erectors will grow. So yeah, your trunk will grow a little bit, but it's not going from with no fat 20-inch waist to all muscle 30 inch waist like it's not growing like that so that's an old adage too or oh you're getting bulky muscles or you'll grow muscles here and there like if you power lift and then have certain accessories your physique will be the same as anything your muscles grow and shrink they don't grow in weird forms based on how you train them so don't blame powerlifting for being fat right. if you don't like how you look you can change this easy and that's something and then the opposite too is you can get lighter and maintain your strength or even get stronger possibly mm-hmm depending on the individual. And that's something, again, Lane, uh, Jim works with Lane quite a bit. And obviously we've known him for a very long time, but that's something Lane preaches all the time too, is if you automatically say like one day you switch your hamburger lunch for a salad and then you have a shitty training session because you think you're weak all of a sudden, like it doesn't work that way. It doesn't way. work that yeah, way at all. Yeah, yeah. You'll be, you'll be just fine. Yeah. And I don't know, you're, you're going to be better off having more muscle if you're trying to maintain a, a um, a leaner body anyway. It's always going to look better and feel better. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing, too, that obviously as you lose weight, you uncover more muscle, you look better even if even if you weigh less or you're smaller uh, often. Yeah, 100%. So, I don't know. I, I, instead of a hard and fast on this, I would say... Begin, hard and fast? Yeah. <laughs> hard and fast soft rule. And slow. Soft and slow rule. Uh, start playing around with it. Start playing around with cutting calories. Um, change your workout for a couple of weeks, but don't like get married to anything and see what happens along the way. Like you know, n equals one. Experiment on yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is relevant to many people, but obviously to us, as in where we are right now. What's your favorite in in not parentheses? What are these things? Brackets. In brackets, makes you giggle. First thing, I'm a humorous guy. Mm-hmm. I like to laugh. Nothing makes me giggle. Nothing fucking makes me giggle. All right. Sometimes Dude. things I do, I do LOL. Every once in a while, something catches me off guard, and I will literally. That's a topic for another day. I was talking to Kyle and Connor. I was like, "Do nothing like makes me laugh when I'm by myself." Oh, things make me laugh when I'm by yeah, myself. I'm not really. Sure. Yeah, I wish for sure. I'll, I'll, I have so many. There's another Twitter trend. I know I'm all over the fucking place. There's a Twitter trend a while ago, and people were talking about like um, when you're thinking or like even conversing in your head, do you hear your voice or do you just not hear your voice in your head? 
Oh, that's a good question. Uh, and there's a lot of people, and it surprised me, obviously, because I'm on one side of this answer, but how many people are like, no, I don't hear a voice in my head. Like, I think thoughts, mm-hmm. but I'm not talking to myself all day. And I'm fucking talking to myself all day. All day I hear this nasally-ass voice in my brain, and it won't shut up. You guys think I talk a lot <laughs> in this reality? Wait, wait till you see what goes on inside your head. In between my brain or my ears, it doesn't shut the fuck up. I don't have. And so that I experience. giggle there. Yeah, in my head, or or literally, I don't even laugh in my head. My inner voice says, "That's funny," and then we move on. I don't hear my own voice for sure. Mm-mm. Um, no, uh, no. I just assumed everybody did. No, I don't hear my own voice, and often I hear um, other people's um, specific voices. Um, like when you're thinking about them or something? Yeah, well, I don't have to be thinking about them. I, I mean, I think that it, it, it's usually because something has made me think of them and the thought that I get in my head is kind of what their commentary would Got be you. in my head. Yeah, yeah. What would Connor say to this <clears throat> thing or something? Yeah, it's, it, a lot of it's dead people. I'm sorry. Oh, but not it's sad. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not no, so yeah. much. Not so it's much. memories, yeah. Yeah, it's, not it's as much memories. as... Well, it's projection, really, because they're not necessarily things that they actually said. Sure. Uh, I sometimes hear my dad. I hear my, my, my late father-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My late best friend. Yeah. Uh, there are other people that I hear. Oh, one of the weird ones is like is Roman. Actually, when I'm writing, I hear Roman because he he sure. spends a lot of time creating content around writing. Yeah, yeah, and that's for some reason you've absorbed they, and learned. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've known him for a very long time. So, although he, this was not always his bent, he was always a really good writer and always a really fast writer. Yeah, I'm a yeah. fast writer. I don't know if I'm a good one, but I, I've never heard other people's things. I don't think or voices. Yeah, and it's not necessarily their voice. It's what they would say, yeah. I guess. You know, it's not, not not literally their voice all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's just things that they would say. And you like, know it's from their perspective Right, yeah. right, right, right. But the question is, what makes you giggle? What piece of equipment in the gym, in the new gym? What's your favorite piece of equipment in the new gym? But we can turn that because some of our equipment's not here. Which is not here, but that's another yeah. discussion. Well, what piece of equipment <laughs> makes you giggle? I don't think any makes me go. The speakers kind of made me giggle. I guess made me happy. Uh, the speakers turned out pretty cool, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah, they sound good. They mounted good, even though it was like our our plan C, how we mounted them. Uh, but they sound really good. And we just kind of guessed placement. We didn't do anything special to find our placement besides semi-logic. And mm-hmm. it turned out really good. They sound really good. And I love music. Uh, so fresh and so clean make me giggle. Yeah, those are really good. Jim got uh majority of the art for the entire place, uh, front lobby space and the bathrooms. My mom has some stuff she's gonna sprinkle in. I think Jim will like. Maybe he'll hate it. I don't know. I thought it was cool. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe everyone will hate. It. It's gonna either. It's like it's one of these things. You're like that doesn't belong here. You're literally <sighs> will say that, or you'll be like that's really cool because it doesn't belong here. Uh, yeah. So right, right, so we'll right. see when that gets here. What my mom got kind of makes me giggle. I love the art Jim got. The wall. I don't know if it makes me giggle, but it's just the shit that we put a lot of time and made different, I think, is what I enjoy. Yeah, I actually... The desk? Yeah, yeah. The desk is cool. These uh, uh, framed out windows. Yeah, windows in a gym are cool, and they the gym made them look cooler. They don't make me giggle, but the um, it's just such a dramatic difference than what was here before. Yeah, yeah. But I guess if I had to choose like equipment, equipment, these plates... Um, the revolvers yeah because they're fucking expensive and then i was talking to jim i was like i don't think i've ever been to a powerlifting gym style gym strength and conditioning style gym that's not a university or paid by by the sacramento kings or something uh 
that has matching plates. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have bumpers that are different because obviously bumpers are different plates. But all of our plates, hopefully, will be these. And that, I, I don't know. There's, there's something about deadlifting or you start to get into four, five, six, seven plates on a bar and they're all the same. Maybe because it's never been that way anywhere <laughs> I've trained. Yeah. That it starts to feel really good. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of makes me giggle. Yeah, a lot of people commenting on the revolver plate. So that's actually why I set us up over here, since the studio is still in the state that it's in. We uh, half insulated. <clears throat> yeah, we uh, uh, did some spray foam insulation in there that uh, uh, probably needs to be on thicker. Um, this is our maiden voyage into this. We did not have uh, a professional guide us through this process. We were just figuring it out on our own, like so many other things. I don't know who it was. It might have been Bibby. My buddy. It might have been somebody else. Fuck, who was I talking to? Oh, it was uh, Matt, my buddy Matt. Vlad, shout out to Vlad. He said, uh, yeah, when you guys said you were like building the gym, I didn't know you guys were literally building the gym because they saw like the insulation spray. He's oh, like, you yeah. haven't really hired nobody? I was like, uh, electrician. Electrician, yeah. Yeah, so we don't die. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we literally are doing every single step, half professionally, half unprofessionally. Like, And the... Uh electrician's a friend of Kyle's not like we got a discount or anything but you know yeah but we know him yeah next question hey Mike and Jim how do you navigate through life when you're not sure on what you want to do yet (laughs) I don't know if you want to state your age and how many jobs you've had um, I'm old and I've had a lot of jobs and um, 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 my, my watch must me to, wants me to check my rings because I have apparently not done shit today. Check what? My rings. What's I mean, a ring? Um, Apple watch. Yeah. Like there are th- like three rings. One of them is standing. One of them is movement. Oh. One of them is, I don't know what the other one is. Oh. So like, it tells you to check your rings about activity. You haven't walked enough. I haven't done shit. I laid down on a massage table for an hour and a half. Yeah, whatever. Get over mm-hmm. it, iPhone. Yeah, yeah. So, um... So, yeah, my my answer to this question is, um, like, it's hard to decide among a number of things that interest you if, you know, if you if you actually have interests. Yeah. I don't and, know what my interests are if you were just to ask me that. And um, I think a lot of people try to make a decision about about going forward with their with their lives without really having a lot of information. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that thing number one is you pretty much have to explore what you might actually be interested in doing if you're not already not already there. And I mention this in every podcast, but I think that's what's the main issue with our education system. Not the main top two uh, is that you don't get a sample. You don't get an appetizer of what the work is. Right. I love gyms. I absolutely love lifting weights. I'm gonna be a trainer and a gym owner. I'm like, well, do you like being a trainer and a gym owner? Probably not. Yeah. Because you've never experienced what yeah. it's like to train people for 10 hours a day to mop, to clean, to do the financials, to apply for a business license, to do the taxes. You've never done all this. You just like the feeling of a bicep curl. Mm-hmm. That's much different. Or I love cars. I'm going to go be a mechanic or a car engineer or something. Like, well, do you even like math? Do you like bloody knuckles all the time from reaching into, th- you know, like the application or the, what the actual job is is so different. So until, like Jim said, you actually try it. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to. Probably less things than gym. One, because I'm younger, and two, I've just been in fitness e space for 12 years, and athletic e space for 15 years of work ish. And I guess I dabbled in creating my own companies in high school, but 
I don't. I still don't know if this is like what I love. I like fitness. I like to move. I like to help people. I like. Mm-hmm. I like seeing people enjoy the gym, almost more than I enjoy the gym. But what I do with work or day to day life is I base it like on my, I guess morals for lack of another word, like my pillars of what I am or who I am. And my pillars are like I like to create. Um, because at the end of the day, if I met Jim whenever we met ten years ago, and damn, it literally is because I think I was twenty two or twenty three. If Jim said, uh, "I like," I mean, we do actually. So this is a bad example because Jim's like, "I like cars" or something, you know, yeah. which we both do. But if Jim's like, "I'm opening a mechanic shop or a, a performance shop," uh-huh. who knows? We could be there because I just want to create, and so maybe I'm over there creating that uh-huh. with you. Uh-huh. Um, it just happens that the world kind of spun us back to where we started, but. Point being, my pillars are like do things for people, create, and then do things with people I want to be around all day. And so those kind of three pillars drive me to start Kaizen with Omar, start this with you, uh, stream online and play video games with my friends. Uh-huh. Like It's not that I'm so addicted to video games. I literally don't play video games by myself. I haven't played video games by myself since I was probably in high school, wow. before. You know, where most people when they say like, I'm a gamer and I'm better than you. I'm not, it's not like I'm a casual gamer. I'm fucking better than you. Everyone's like, I play Call of Duty too. You don't. You suck. I'll whoop your ass. But I'm not going to go home and play by myself ever. Ever. I probably won't work out by myself ever either. Uh-huh. Unless, unless it's like, that's a little more complicated because it's like driven by me being an athlete and mm-hmm. then me, how I look and perform drives our business. So that's like a complicated relationship I have with the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but typically, I don't want to work out by myself either. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to start a business all by myself. I, I might have never actually. I, I, I don't think I have ever. I've started started and helped 10 businesses since I was 16, maybe, and none were by myself. And not because I'm like scared, not because I don't want the money, not because not I don't have the resources. It's just not in my pillars. It's just not, it's a lot harder by yourself. That too, that's that just, too. <clears throat> but, but that's I what it comes down to. I guess I've done an online coaching by myself kind of, but the point is like those pillars drive everything I do mm-hmm. and I don't want to work by myself. Despite yeah. me being antisocial, even if it's just a text like, hey, I'm doing this right now, Jim. And you're like, hey, I'm doing that right now. Okay, yeah. I'd rather do that. Uh, on an t- unrelated but not entirely unrelated note, a thing about like you know, we, we've been podcasting together for over seven years <clears throat> and um, we've done it where we were hanging out a whole lot t- together, but not as much as we have over the last few months. Yeah. And there are, have been times in the past, it's like, oh, wait, I know we want to have a conversation about X thing. Let's not talk about it in person. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. harder now than it's ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever, ever, ever been. I don't know why is my phone ringing right now. Yeah, 100%. Um, Part of it's an in-person business we're starting to. Right, that's the thing. Where, yeah. yeah, you know, because, I mean, we were when we were doing stuff together before, we were not actually, like, working together right. on anything but the podcast. Right. This is... Everything, yeah, and the piz- all po- the time podcast wasn't as business shaped, no, or driven, no, yeah, not for us at least. Um, but to answer you, my friend on Instagram, I, I don't know how you navigate it. Um, I think Jim dabbled in a lot of different jobs until kind of finding a couple answers for himself. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it, you know, you need to work for yourself. You want to do it this way. You want to do it that way. For me, it's relying on those pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jim's advice probably mixed in with that's the best. Is you, you kind of have to experiment. Try different jobs, whether that's interviews or talking to friends or internships. I don't know how old you are, but I guess it doesn't really matter. But internships, stuff like that, so you actually get a taste of what the job 
entails um and then just being self-aware like like anything else in life i think you have to be self-aware enough to understand what it is you want to do what it is that you love what it is that actually fulfills you because what fulfills you may actually not be something you like um so like example for me is something that fulfills me is actually getting a job done um like task a and then complete task a that's actually what fulfills me on the inside but everything that I want to do is like long-term business. And you don't get that satisfaction from that little fulfillment, right? Uh, I think we mentioned even the last podcast with our barber was a good example. He's like, yeah, I like seeing task A and completing task A well. So he sees a messy haircut and he makes a nice haircut. Mm-hmm. He does that multiple times a day. So like his passion fulfillment's always, very least he gets that done. Yeah, I don't have that. And our jobs, the renovation has that a little bit, but... Generally speaking, when you're running a business, you don't really have that. You have like little pillars you're kind of jumping up, but there's not like, oh, I built a business. Job over. Yeah, there's like, never a job over. Right. That's the thing. There's never never a job over. That's why the little tasks are important. I yeah. Think. Yeah, which is a whole nother deeper issue of mine is I just can't feel a win with little tasks. <laughs> yeah, I can. That's, yeah. I, yeah, that's I, I can and I do. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I think it's huge. I think that's huge for a lot of people. But yeah, look inside yourself. Therapy might help. Talking it out with somebody, what really fulfills you. Even those silly personality tests might help you find a job or a passion or something you might want. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I might be trial and error, buddy. Here's a, here's a life advice when I like this. Should I tell my crush happy birthday even though she's been ghosting me? Um, well, to me, it's kind of a test. So if you say happy oh. birthday and they this don't This is respond, from a married man. That's the that's a good husband. And they do not respond. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking you were going to say the test anyways. That she's testing you to make sure you remember her birthday. Oh, oh no, that's a possibility too. Although that isn't, I mean, yeah. I'm letting them rip, kid. Just shoot it. <laughs> Let that thing out. I'm giving her a happy birthday. What I mean, I agree with Jim is maybe start to snip the crush a little bit yeah. and guard yourself. But I do think you let that thing rip. What was it? Because it's not like you're doing something weird. It's not you're confronting her like, hey, yeah. why haven't you answered yeah. me? It's just happy birthday. There's no negative there. No. I w- I'd wish a genuine one. Let her rip, but then maybe take it as a sign like Jim said. Yeah, if you don't hear anything back or you hear a really lukewarm back or whatever, maybe time to move on a little bit. You know, I, I feel like 50% Facts could be a good relationship podcast because you've had, what's the, from the outside, seeming a very wonderful relationship for a long time, and I'm lonely single useless with no advice so that could be the 50 percent too i could give you like a reckless advice and then jim could give you probably good safe a reasonable advice. advice yeah something that might actually help you yeah i'm gonna have to check with my wife and see if i'm actually qualified for that, but. <laughs> we'll throw her in here too <laughs> um most craved food uh, peanut butter oh really oh yeah totally peanut butter peanut butter things just a scoop um everything about peanut butter yeah. i don't know why <clears throat> I think the best peanut butter in the world is is the kind that's made from Valencia peanuts. Where's that? The like Spanish peanuts, the ones with the red oh. shells. Oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they not shells, but the yeah, little like, skin on little them. Skin, yeah, the yeah. red skin. Those are the best. So then, chunky or no? Chunky always, unless unless it's going to be Jif or something like that. Then no where you chunky. know it's, it's yeah, then smooth. Hmm. But what about you? I don't know, to be honest. Uh, the issue is, is I really am just kind of a fat kid. And like my most, probably if I had to choose like a food is probably like pizza or ice cream. But the truth is, is it's just a moderation deal. 
So it's whatever's in front of me. Mm-hmm. I taste it, and now I crave more of that. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be fucking carrot sticks. That's what people don't get. It's just l- less likely carrot sticks are around me. But I think it's an anxiety, stress, put it in my mouth deal. I'm a stress eater for yeah. sure. And, yeah. and just like, but but like not only like high stress, just by my nails, it's kind of stuff like that. Like I just kind of. I've been managing my stress around this project with, with food. I'll be. I'll I haven't be been too bad actually. Freely honest about that. But the thing about it is that I was thinking about this the other day because I was talking to a friend who's gone through a rough time. I feel a little bit guilty that I don't feel worse. Uh, in generally speaking, or yeah, the food in part? general. No, no, I, th- I, I think it, that's good. You know, like we've had this project and we've we've been busy and it's scary yeah. and and it's you know, um, and success is always elusive in 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 the startup world and and I think that we you know maybe have some advantages that other people don't have. And yeah, I think that's wh- why. And for whatever reason, I don't don't have the level of anxiety that I expected to, or do I have the level of anxiety around the world oh, that yeah. a lot of people do right now? Uh, I can't necessarily say the world because I've just been ignoring it over the last like four weeks. I paid a lot of attention to everything, and no, I haven't been ignoring it. I just haven't been. I you normally watch a lot of the news. I listen to a lot of yeah, radio. Yeah. I read a lot of articles. I've kind of stepped away from that to manage my stress. Um, but I think I'm the same as you. But it's probably in what I think is just because we have a level of confidence in our work. Um, and that's something that I've always – shout out to Dean Stark, my basketball coach, is just like if you prepare the right way, if you practice the right way – and powerlifting, I preach it as well. If, if you do those things, you should have confidence going into it. And although, and this, running a business isn't much like a prepping for a powerlifting meet typically. Running a business is more like running a team or being part of a team. Where, But for us, it's been more like running a powerlifting program because you're doing all this work to get this result for us. Mm. Where normally it's an ongoing thing. Like the business is running and how do you fix it? How do you improve it? It's different things. But now we're doing all this stuff and we don't know what our total is going to be when opening happens or when we launch the clothing or we Mm. don't know. But I think because of our level of detail, because of our level of work, um, an insane amount of work, an insane amount of thought, uh, I just have confidence in us, I think. So my stress isn't too bad either. And maybe that's why I'm not eating like a pig. But yeah, if I had to choose ice cream, I can always eat ice cream. Yeah. I actually don't have cravings, really. I'm just <laughs> fat. I just want to eat. <laughs> I I will have cravings. Yeah, have I just want to eat all the time. But it's not often just something just pop in my head like, man, I need ice cream. But like, I'll just say like, let's get food. And then anything anyone says, I want that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just always want food. I think that like if I'm actually paying attention to what I'm eating, um, really paying attention that doesn't work for me. Sometimes it's like, eh, I don't want that. I don't want that. That sounds too, too heavy, too greasy, too whatever. Yeah, you know. See, I've never said no. I really, there's like foods I just don't like, right? And I'll say no. But otherwise, if I'm not in the mood for a burger, and you're like burger, I'm like, oh, I'm eating a burger. Yeah, I'll just get in the mood. Well, yeah, for me too. The the um, like I can eat an unfortunate amount of whatever. Yeah. Unless I'm really actively working on losing weight, in which case. It sort of makes me sick to think about eating a ton. Yeah. But like, I just had lunch and I could eat again. Right now. Yeah, that's my issue. <laughs> and I'm not hungry. That's my I, But I could though. totally eat. Um, we got a specific question for you. Okay. What is Jim McDee's biggest total? Oh, I have no fucking clue. But above 600 squat and above 600 pole. Yeah. That ain't yeah, no, no joke. Yeah. Um, I never had uh, my biggest total in one meet 
that's the answer to that question. Uh, I squatted 650, pulled what, 611. I think I benched 451. Which is actually fairly common in raw lifting, but way more common in geared lifting to have your biggest lifts in different meets. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Raw, it happens sure. still, but sometimes, guys, you know, you you can level up a little bit uh, more with all of them as you're getting stronger, but in, in gear lifting, it is a little bit different world. And I've said this before. I think that probably the two that I'm the most proud of, the the, the deadlift was a deadlift only, but it, but it was after six months of rehabbing a, of a, a hamstring tear that just was, it just didn't want to resolve. Yeah. And, uh, and then the... Not my biggest squat in a meet, but one of the bigger ones, 600 squat in just a suit and, and knee sleeves. Yeah. No briefs. So no briefs, no, yeah. Not, it wasn't crazy cranked or anything like that. I got, you know, I gained weight between, <laughs> between the meet where I did, you know, six, 650. I was, like, I weighed in at 214. Like, like I had to cut for two, to 220. Yeah. For, uh, uh, for the time that I squatted six, but so things didn't fit that great, and I couldn't really put a bunch of extra stuff on. I didn't have anybody with me to wrap my knees. Wrapping your own knees in equipment in even like a just, suit is even just, just raw, a terrible it. idea. Yeah, even just raw, fuck it. Um, when can we sign up for the gym? Announcement's coming soon. Uh, we got some delays. We're doing our best. Um, we're handling our side. The world's not handling its side. But uh, we'll announce via email, 3sb.co, if you want to sign up. A bunch of articles, info, exclusives come in there. Uh, and then also announce on Instagram, all of us, probably, yeah, for it's sure. it's not going to be a secret when yeah. we're finally yeah, we're all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not an exclusive to become a member here. No. We, we want you. Um, uh, it'll just take a little bit of time, but we'll let you know. I, I want to just you know yell for just a moment about the fact that um, we should have had all of our equipment by now. And, and yeah. uh, we were promised all of our equipment by now. And I understand that there are supply chain issues and all that stuff. Yeah. However. Supply these nuts. However, it's like this. This pandemic's only going to last so long. Yeah. How long is your your business going to last if you don't give good customer service? Yeah. Especially when you're having trouble um, with supply chain management. You can't meet the orders that you have, a, have agreed to, that you've given, you know, Firm, yeah, and this is the two. thing too is it's multiple companies. Yeah, I wish we were just ripping one guy, but and that was going to lead that was going to be kind of my answer in this next question. And maybe you can throw it all together if you want. But biggest sure. hurdle when starting a brand or gym that's where I was going to go. There, there's been no surprises for me necessarily. Um, the building was a little bit more of a surprise. I think we did like two or three walkthroughs before we signed the lease. We had already Jim, Jim had already used this building for like 10 years, I had been in here. Uh, I was a part of a lot of things for four or five years, ran a lot of meets here, a lot of podcast content, lifted my face off here. Um, the biggest surprise, I guess, is getting a – when we did the walkthroughs, I didn't have the eye of a business guy going on because we didn't really have options. Right. We were going to get this building. <clears throat> we did walk through other buildings in Sacramento to choose where we are going to open, but, like, we didn't really look at them, look at them. <laughs> like we were pretty much only going to open this gym. Um, <laughs> yeah. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. because of the history, because of our history, because we like the building, because of the location, because of so many different factors, uh, history, nostalgia, parking lot, hmm. access, location, all of that. <clears throat> um, so I think 
my biggest fault, which isn't a hurdle, was not looking at it through that lens. And then we found a lot of things that we had to fix here. Um, but I think the biggest hurdle in general, nothing surprised me. And I think we've done a pretty decent job, I'd say probably 80% as a team, of handling what you can handle um, while the world doesn't give a fuck what you're doing. So you buy something, you order something, you want to call it karma, you want to call it flow, whatever you want to call it, things aren't going to line up around you. Mm. So you really have to handle your shit. And this goes for anything. This goes with uh, powerlifting prep. You got to be on top of your shit because there's going to be things out of meat you cannot control. Yeah. Someone gets injured and the platform's all bloody. Someone um, misloads your weight. Someone spotters suck. Judges suck. You have to handle your shit. The because computer goes out. The lights go out. Whatever. Anything. Anything. Delays. It's too fast. It's too slow. You don't get to warm up. You can't get a barbell in the warm up room. Your singlet's missing. Someone, you're not allowed to use your belt all of a sudden. Whatever it is. There's always going to be issues. So you have to prep yourself as best you can. And with business, I think we've done a pretty decent job, again, probably 80 90% handling our shit so that any delay, any scheduling, any issues aren't on us. And, and that's really where we are right now. Um, we're just waiting. Uh, so that's, like I guess, more advice than our biggest hurdle, starting a brand or gym. Um, I don't really know a hurdle. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, there's been no hurdle for me, to be honest, that I can think of. That's the biggest hurdle. Uh, you know, I, I will tell you that I think the biggest hurdle was uh, was every time I go to the bank account to to pull stuff out to to buy things yeah. for the gym. I think that's probably the biggest like the biggest a mental hurdle. hurdle then. Yeah, yeah it's like a mental you, hurdle. You deciding yeah. like, yeah. all right, where's this money going? Is this worth it? Yeah, I'm, and and even though I don't actually have a lot of question about that, yeah, it's still it's still a mental exercise every time. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why. Um, even my like therapist said this, and I think I've said it on here too. It's like I'm a little bit. It's not like I'm reckless with money, but I'm a little bit fearless. Maybe I just have so much inner confidence in things mm. that I'm a little fearless with money going towards business. I'm pretty not fearful, but I'm not, and I'm not frugal either. I'm pretty down the middle with spending my money on shit. You know, it's not like I'm reckless. I don't buy reckless clothes. I, I bought a house. It wasn't reckless. It was well planned. Even my car was well-planned. It was a good deal. I'm not fearless with money overall, with personal finances, mm -hmm. but I'm a little bit fearless when it comes to business, and maybe that's just because I know I'm going to like bite my way to success somehow. You know? Or, yeah. or, or at the end of the day, like if it's out of my hands, which some things are in business and life, then I'm okay at chopping it and say, all right, I did what I could. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... That part doesn't bug me too much, although there's a lot of money in here going on. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, uh, but but I think again, longest, long term, right? It doesn't. It's not like a hurdle. It's a hurdle to see my bank account with a lot of zeros mm. and on the uh, left side, not the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want the zeros on the uh, business advice for the day. You want a lot of zeros on the right side of numbers, <laughs> not on the left side of de decibels yeah or left side of numbers we uh yeah no i um i i paid our electric bill yesterday out of the business account and that's the first thing that we've really paid out of the business account yeah so i was like wow that felt pretty good yeah hopefully soon i don't know what other questions i got i'll go scroll back i got questions like everywhere they're like story they're posty they're on 
you Twitch boys are, are here. So that's they asked the question about your lifting. Let's see what we got. Oh, it's getting a little warm in Sacktown. I can't tell that it's October. It's October 21st and it's hot. It's 88 degrees outside. Um, how light do you train during a deload? Uh, so for those that don't know, a deload typically is a period of time in training where you're um, allowing yourself to kind of recover beyond the fatigue that you threw yourself from previous training. So a very common cycle or pattern is, you know, three to four or five weeks hard, one week kind of off and then rinse and repeat trying to lift more weight or more volume um, I typically do not program or coach uh, lighter weeks uh, during my deloads it depends obviously if it's kind of an off season if it's a travel if it's a vacation if it's a lifestyle thing that we're kind of working around uh, you know you're in an off season power lifter and now you're in Hawaii and you have to train lighter because you're in a hotel gym or you're a time crunch or you're you know you're work in a certain industry and you have three weeks that you have to work really hard and you just can't get to the gym for three hours to power lift or whatever, we might go lighter. Um, but typically whether it be leading up to a meet or even an off season, I tend to take away volume and keep intensity, how heavy the weight is a little bit higher. Um, I find if you take, because it's a typical thing like, Oh, lift a three by three at 50% for a deload or something. Um, that probably started in some like cookie cutter program. What I find will happen then uh, is when you do get back into the gym, the weights just feel so heavy. Um, whereas you can still hit like doubles, triples, singles, kind of heavy, take away the sets, less volume during a deload. Uh, so you can recover a little bit better, get a little more sleep. Maybe we take away some of the accessories instead of doing three or four sets of chest press or shoulder press. We'll just do one or two, uh, but still keep it heavy. As soon as you get back to heavy training the week after, two weeks after, uh, weights just feel a little bit better. They still feel light. You still feel recovered. Um, and same thing leading into a meet. It used to be very normal. And again, it's different when you're lifting in powerlifting gear, which then translated to raw lifting because people didn't realize the differences because raw powerlifting wasn't really a thing. Mm -hmm. um, that you take 7, 10, 15 days off the gym or out of gear. And so then when you're lifting raw, if you're a 1,000-pound squatter, you may only squat four or 500 pounds raw, which is then 50%. Right. Um, but if you're squatting 600 pounds raw and that's your opener in a meet and you take 10 days off and all you do is squat 315, 15 days later, you got to warm up to about 550, 575 <clears throat> before taking 600 on the platform. And although adrenaline's going, your groove's going to be off and it's not going to feel nice. Rather than why not take 500 to 550, you know, if you're in shape and depending on the scope of your program, three days out, five days out uh, for singles, which aren't very fatiguing. And now you'll feel real strong and still fresh if the volume's gone uh, leading into the meet or just get in better shape overall. If you can handle six sets of squats, this is hypothetical, six sets of squats three times a week at varying loads, then going into a meet, you could still do two, three, four sets of squats two or three times a week and it won't affect you at all, right? It's all of what you're yeah. adapted to and what your general fitness is. But if you squat once a week and you're only doing three hard sets once a week in squats, that's probably all you're going to be able to recover from. If you add another day, you're going to be sore and tired. I think it's um, insane how quickly people get detrained. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> and, I, and I don't know. I mean, the, I it certainly came up in an era where you were taking at least a week off. Yeah. But in gear, but... I, I have observed way too many people who are raw lifters who get anxious if they cannot train in that final week. And I think that if 
if it's going to make you more anxious that you haven't trained in that week, you actually need to figure out something to do. Yeah. You need to, you need to, you know, used to be, you know, recovery work, sled drags, all that, you know, that kind of, that sort of West side mentality. But I don't think that that's enough for a lot of people. And yeah. I think that, you know, don't get crazy. Don't kill yourself for the week, for the meat by, um, by overtraining. Sure. Like, like you were doing, working up to a peak. But you know, choose like something Mike was saying there, where you're 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 hitting some heavier weights, you're getting some intensity. You just don't have the volume that you have to recover from. Um, it seems like a much better plan for a lot of people, and a lot of a lot of raw lifters are just like maniacs anyway. Yeah, they're maniacs in a different way that they, than the geared people were. It's it's just logical to me too, and obviously there is science to back it up. But I, I can't <coughs> footnote studies. My brain's a little bit more full of our branding and gym design. But if you just look at uh, across the spectrum in other sports, and obviously it's different because we're talking about more external load, which may be more fatigue on the, the CNS and, and, and mentally and physical fatigue. Um, but if you start to look at golf, look at a basketball player, look at a tennis player, even a runner, Steph Curry isn't taking seven days off from shooting a basketball before the playoff game. No. You're not taking seven days off from swinging a baseball bat or swinging a golf club. And I understand that the fatigue is less from swinging a hundred baseball, swinging, uh, hitting a hundred balls in a batting cage is different than doing a hundred reps in the gym, one hundred percent. But even if you scale it, you do a hundred. Well, let's make it up and say a hundred pitches is equal to five sets in the gym of general fatigue or, or specific fatigue. If we take, people would take all five sets away, but no way are you not pitching if you're about to go pitch in the World Series like five days out. Like you're, you got to warm up. You have to practice your skill. So if you just stop squatting 15 days out, squatting is a skill just as much as throwing is a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take that out and now you're probably going to feel quite rusty going into it rather than, again, greasing the groove with something heavier. Another thing people think about, like, well, just go real light. Well, like you don't, if you're a 600 pound squatter, squatting 225, it doesn't Do- get you anything. Yeah, it doesn't right feel now. the same. It's yeah. not doing anything on your muscles, but it's even even the skill of it is so different. You got to get into that 80-90% and then just take away the volume. So, long story short, with deloads, I typically um will do maybe even 50% the volume uh but keep the weight fairly high uh for when we're uh trying to deload depending on the cycle. I know that's long term, but a lot of it does depend. And that's why podcast is cool because people ask me this shit in fucking Instagram or DM or and I can't really explain, but it, it fully depends on the individual. Um, I don't know if this applies to you, Jim, but let's see. Top five video games. Did you game at all? Um, not much, no. Um, like, mostly... Yeah, name whatever. You can name a fucking board game for all I care. Well, no, I mean, well, here's the thing. Um, I, I liked video games when they first became an option. Yeah. I, I played, like, if I could get uh, a Missile Command machine in here, I would do that shit right, yeah. right now. I'm sure we could. Not a, not a, a uh, high-quality graphics uh, yeah. uh, game at this point. Sure. You know, obviously, but just a lot of nostalgia. Deal. Like, came out when I was in high school. Really cool. Yeah. I was um, just talking to my mom last night about getting her into video games. She's like, I, I, there's nothing to watch on TV. I don't like to read late at night because the room's kind of quiet. I don't know if I'm exposing my mom right now. And I was like, well, why don't you like read while the TV's on because some people need background noise. She's like, nah, mm-hmm. I hate that. I was like, why don't you try a video game? Because mm-hmm. now, 
much different than younger generations, uh, you can find a video game for anything. Even if you want to play cards, there's obviously poker video games. If you want to mm-hmm. do this, if you want to, like, there's adventure games, there's action games, there's planning games, there's designer games. Like, there's a game for anything. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, which is really cool, which is something that some generations just missed. Where, like, my, I mean, I literally think directly in my age bracket, it's probably the first adults that are super into games mm-hmm. because we were born into Nintendo. <clears throat> You know, like yeah. Nintendo, I don't know what year it came out. Maybe 88, maybe the year I was born or something, but it was like right around. And so, and we've had a system in our hand my whole life. Um, and so it's so normal now for a 30-year-old to game. But in the 80s, a 30-year-old game is probably like a, <laughs> looked as a lazy, low-life loser nerd. Right, right, um, right. So it's different where now, especially with Twitch and YouTube and, and everything else going on, um, it's so normal. But point being is that there's a there's flight simulator. Like yeah. th- that's like supposed to be I don't know shit about flying a plane, but it's supposed to be insanely accurate, you know. And so there's party games, like there's there's so many things you could do. So I'm, I'm now my new mission is to find my mom some kind of game that will stimulate. <laughs> find your mom a game that she's into, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I was gonna say, like asteroids. Yeah. Almost, I loved those games, um, playing them, you know, in a pizza parlor or whatever. Yeah, or an arcade um, with my kids when they were young, because like like we had a we had a computer that had a bench in front of it instead of just a single chair because yeah, there was smart. never more than one kid or less than one kid yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, that's not correct. Less than two kids. There's never less than two kids there. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so, um, uh, like, missed. We, we as, a, as a group, as a family, we yeah. like that because of the puzzles. Yeah, yeah. And things were exactly. obvious and you go, oh, my God. Like, how, it just took us a day to figure this yeah. out and it's so incredibly obvious. You need to, you know, strike the match on the side of the box yeah. just fuck like it's like real life like why can't you gaming like that's cool uh and i think that's the root of probably my why my generation's into it is because like multiplayer game wasn't a thing and so like you just do it together right like watching games was a thing taking turns was a thing now everyone has their own system and you can play together and that's mm-hmm. cool in its own sense mm-hmm. but um similar thing I'd go to my buddy's house we didn't have a pc when i was a kid but go to my buddy's house and we have three chairs around this thing and we're just taking turns Right, playing yeah. whatever. And right now, my um, uh, my older grandson is five, almost six. And earlier in the year, during you know lockdown stuff, he was at, he was literally playing games on on, yeah. <laughs> on Twitch. Yeah. Um, and the thing that's funny to me now, like we we bought him an iPad because he was doing school, you know, uh, virtually, and he just every computer in the house was locked up with some adults doing a job. Sure. And now, um, because he's played games and because he's he's young and his brain is really malleable and stuff, that um, when we talk to him, you know, or them once a week on FaceTime, it's like that iPad is is like our avatar in his world, and he interacts with us exactly as if we were yeah right there. Uh, Just crazy to co- me. COVID hasn't been that long yet. Like, obviously, I know some of you are gonna be like, "Dude, it's been fucking long." But in the scheme of my point being that. Uh, it could change. Time's moving so fast anyways with technology and how fast we're growing, but stuff like this could affect that generation like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what if you can't see grandpa for five years? Yeah. That's so different than you and your wife like to travel. You guys would visit all the time just because of COVID. Similar things that, like, my mom would kind of talk about, like JFK getting shot mm-hmm. and things like that that she remember like, getting under a desk and shit like that or whatever it might be nine eleven, kind of for my generation mm-hmm. a little bit um different um but a lot of the same top five video games i don't know uh i i played an insane amount of video games 
but I wasn't like as much of a, like a variety kid as most. I played a lot of games that I enjoyed, but I wouldn't put in my top five. Like I played a lot of 2K, a lot of basketball stuff, a lot of FIFA, a lot of soccer stuff when I was in, younger and in high school. I always played a ton of the big, like old school shit, like the Mario's and the mm-hmm. Sonics and the Mario Kart's, the Mario whatever, uh, the James Bond on N64. Um, but if I Golden had, Eye? I played a lot of GoldenEye, and then I played a lot of the one after that. Is it Tomorrow Never Dies? Maybe there so. was another one on N sixty four that was a James Bond game, and it just came after the GoldenEye, and I played a crap ton of that. Um, but if I had to like put it on like again like my platform of video games that like whatever, it's definitely Halo uh, one two three top of, like affected my life that was like when like gaming with homies started to become the thing online gaming was a thing with pcs but not as much and so every friday i played basketball on the varsity for four years and so we always played friday nights the whole team most of the team would come over to my house after the games at like 10 at night and we just hook up two tvs and we're playing halo for fucking hours Mm -hmm. so halo um the call of duty series not one in particular but i played a ton of those uh over the last shit i guess like 12 years now um i don't know beyond that i played like starcraft a lot on on the computer uh back in the day a little bit of diablo um now that we're on twitch all these gamers are probably judging me um and i can't really say like mario kart i feel is like such a classic i feel like it really expanded what it means to be a racing game because some games were just like too boring where you're just like it's not difficult and then some games were too unrealistic where this kind of made it kind of like a party style game for kids but made it scalable um super smash brothers i played the living hell out of the first one never really got into the others um but if i had to just put a staple it's definitely just probably halo to be honest uh so many years i mean it took up 10 years of my life because the first one came out in like 2001 mm. and then it's like 2009 when you're playing the crap out of halo 3 so it's just a long big old part of my that's a third of my freaking life of playing halo the back then they didn't have hours tracked i don't think now every game, for some reason, you can see how many hours you put into it. Like that'll fuck you it's up. Disturbing. It is. I don't even want to look. I played a lot of Escape Tarkov this year. Uh, super intense, cool, really cool, different game for me. But yeah, I'm not as much as a, a variety guy as. Because some people, when they say the game, they just hopped games left and right. Part of it too is like periods of my childhood. My dad lost his job or left his job, and so like he didn't, wasn't making money. My mom's making less than a school teacher because she's at this weird private school that I went to. So we just didn't have cash, and I didn't know that because I'm ten or twelve mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, they just wouldn't. I couldn't buy a new game every six months. Like I got N64 five years after it came out, kind of deal. You know, I was I got I, they took care of me the best they could, obviously, and I never went without a meal, and I never went without a roof. You know, I was very lucky in many senses, but I wasn't the kid to get mm-hmm. a new game all the time to like keep up with the trends yeah and then even now talk about like financial fear like being a little frugal like that's i'm like i don't want to buy a bunch of games you know i I want to buy like one game and i want to play the living crap out of it and i also hate your money's worth yeah and i hate being bad too gaming's like anything else like i just don't want to i don't want to go do something else it's gonna take me five years to be good at it yeah yeah. i just i I spent all this time doing this i want to now get good at doing this what else we got i don't know i'm scrolling about 54 here oh we're moving then I don't know. I'm getting belly so It's going to be a wet t-shirt contest in a second. Me and Jim yeah, wore white today. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know why we wore white today. Um, when are you getting a haircut? That's rude. Oh, here we go. Um, when, uh, sumo or conventional usually best suited for someone with a guy uh, with short arms and long femurs. So um, what you got to take into account is there's a lot of different things with powerlifting. Uh, femur length, arm length, all 
very relevant. But body weight, mobility, uh, experience all play a big difference too. And just because one maybe textbook-wise may sound or look better doesn't mean that you will be able to pull more there because there's different like muscle fiber types. There's different ways that people move through space. Um, and so you may be, you know, beat these trends. But typically speaking, if you have short arms and long femurs, you're just not built to deadlift either way. Um, that's the sad truth. Doesn't mean you can't lift a lot of weight. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys. I got tiny little arms. I should be the world's best bencher, and I'm just not that strong on bench. It's just kind of how it goes. It's only one factor in getting strong. Um, uh, movement patterns, how good you are at that movement. And then again, muscle fiber types and training uh, matter a lot. So uh, typically, I would also say that if you pull conventional, your hips are going to be quite high. Um, torso length also matters. So how you look pulling versus someone with short femurs and long arms, it will look very different. But the rules that many people on YouTube kind of explain are very similar. Uh, if you have some mobility and based on just the small explanation you gave me on Instagram, you'll probably better be off better sumo, um, to reduce that range of motion. But again, it's, it's really hard to say without seeing you move without knowing torso length, um, mobility again, plays a big role. And then, and then where your strengths are, if you got really strong quads, I'd say definitely sumo, but if you don't and you can't get into a good position and your quad strength just isn't there, but you got a strong back, maybe it would be better off conventional. Kind of hard to say. Feel like we got really informative questions today. A lot of feels that way, yeah. Powerlifting things, which is good. Or nutrition things are decent questions. Nerds, proud of you, boys. Yay, internet. What do we do? Close her out. Yep, I think so. Any uh, close out with any? Um, what we got? Announcements. Announcements. I might have. Um. Last two days to get merch. Thank you all for the support. Things sold like crazy. Uh, we're out of a lot of things. Uh, Saturday officially, the chapter ends. Um, so we're trying to tell our story like a book. And books have beginnings, middles, and ends. And each chapter of ours is going to have an end. So um, probably Saturday, not guaranteed, will be the, your last day to grab anything that is left in stock. Um, from there, we're moving on. So we're going to keep plowing through. Hopefully on the website, we got to figure that out. Obviously, we got a, this physical space to deal with, but we'll hopefully plug the content on there. Definitely plug content on the email list. Uh, keep you guys entertained, whether it's exclusive offers on merch, uh, news, um, things coming forward. We have a contest we're going to be running soon, so stay tuned to that on the email. We'll probably talk about it here next week. Again, the support has been crazy, 3sb.co. Uh, announcements coming hopefully real soon about the gym itself. We're, what, 90% done? I don't even know. I lost track. I'd like to say 90% done. I'd like to believe 90%. Yeah, so we're moving. Um, yeah, it's been insanely cool seeing you guys tag it, love it, pack it, all that. Um, feels really, really good. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I think that's all I got. I'm going to be here in, in like two hours. We're going to deadlift first time on Twitch, our Twitch fam. Um, yeah. So if you guys uh, uh, are here, be sure to check out uh, DJ McD so far on YouTube. Content hopefully coming real soon. Might be a name change. Might not be. Yeah. But DJ McD on YouTube, check that out. I don't know if we're going to live stream there, but hopefully content coming soon. My YouTube content coming soon. Probably film these deadlifts and talk a little bit. Uh, but we'll be live streaming gym stuff uh, more on Twitch. And as soon as we get this physical location up, I'll be back gaming. Uh, and for now, the, the, the podcast will stay here, but we might spin that around. Uh, 50% Facts on YouTube also. Uh, revamping that a little bit. If you guys want to check that out, um, clips and full podcasts all the time. New podcasts every Wednesday. Ratings and reviews. iTunes, anywhere you want to listen to us. Spotify, et cetera. 
And uh, yeah, thank you guys. I'm Summit Mike. Hi, I am Ed. I'm at the Jim McD on all the social medias. My voice is really shot today for some reason. Uh, you can find the show on Instagram, 50% Facts, where percent is a word, 50 is just numbers. The website's the same, and I'm going to get back to it at some point. I keep saying that. Uh, there's just so much so much to do and so, so little time to actually accomplish it. Um, even when you're halfway organized, which sometimes I am. I'm definitely not organized by any means. Well, I get it done. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.